0: are listening to Grace and Mercy podcast. This podcast is for people who want to know the grace of God and how it changes the way we interact with the world. I'm your host, author Darlene Bojek, and in this episode, we are going to discuss listener comments from the episode last time about the war in Ukraine and the book of Galatians. Okay, before we dive into First Kings, I wanted to share some listener comments. We have Simonetta who says, I'm listening to your excellent podcast. It's fascinating. I'm hooked now. You would have fun exploring the Italian language on words related to grace, favor, etc. For example, please is por favore and thank you is grazie. It sort of goes along with what you're saying, no? Also gratis in Italian means free of charge. It's a derivation of the Latin gratis, which is actually four favors, which is plural. My mother used to say gratis it amore dei, free of charge and for the love of God. Thank you for sharing that, Simonetta. Okay, we have a second comment and this is f- regarding the episode last week in particular about the war in Ukraine. David says, there are other non-Judeo-Christian philosophies that predate Christianity that focused on peacemaking. I would argue humanism predates Christianity. Confucius was a humanist. Aristotle could be considered one. 20th century Western humanism is just another reincarnation, so to speak. Every culture has peacemakers and tyrants and those who twist religious zeal as mandates of heaven divine right, even in Christianity and Judaism. Romans were developing barbarian cultures well before Christianity, so were the Chinese and the American native cultures. I think it's naive to assume Christianity's dominance was manifest destiny. It was just the justification for expansion based on survivalism, not current prepper meaning, and greed. Survivalism is what motivates an individual, tribe, city, nation. It's the core humanistic value. What Christ argued was giving up your life for others. That is contrary to survivalism and antithetical with manifest destiny. However, I can see from the perspective of a missionary that manifest destiny was a means that would allow for the ability to insert themselves into an otherwise inaccessible location. So I did some research back. What did I say in an episode that would... Uh, make him think this. Okay, initially, uh, I did quote from D. James Kennedy. Um, I quoted this. He said this, for example, Despite its humble origins, the church has made more changes on earth for the good than any other movement or force in history. To get an overview of some of the positive contributions Christianity has made through the centuries, and then it gave a list. And if you want to hear that, uh, all of the changes that Christianity has brought Uh, take a look at last episode, I made the comment, the connection to the war. And I said, the reason why even non-Christians are doing this, which is objecting to this war, is because Christianity has so infiltrated the sensibilities of the world that we can't stand the idea of war. And I think this is the objection that David had, that there are many cultures that are not Christian cultures that also do not like the idea of war. So I appreciate very much what David has said. Uh, my comment and I think D. James Kennedy's comments about uh, Christianity is not about manifest destiny as much as it's about what I call the purple purpose. Um, in my Bible, my Bible reading and in my Bible study, I use the color purple to underline everything that has to do with God's purpose. I call it also ancient of days, the purpose and plan of God. This is the purple. And the purpose and plan of God from the beginning to the end has always been um, that the glory of the Lord would cover the earth. And so we have, for example, in church today, we read this verse, uh, Isaiah 27, 6, in days to come, Jacob shall take root, Israel shall blossom and put forth shoots, and fill the whole world with fruit. Another verse uh, from Romans 11, 11 verse 11, rather through their trespass salvation has come to the Gentiles so as to make Israel jealous. Now, if their trespass means riches for the world and their failure means riches for the Gentiles, how much more will their full inclusion mean? The purpose and plan of God from the beginning has always been to... um, fill the earth and subdue it, in a sense, with the gospel, the gospel message. And so, not every good thing that has happened in the world has come from Christianity. For example, take a look at Genesis four nineteen to 22 And Lamech took two wives. The name of one was Adah, the name of the other is Zillah. Adah bore Jabal. He was the father of those who dwell in tents and have livestock. His brother's name was Jubal. Uh, he was the father of all those who played the lyre and pipe. Zillah also bore Tubal Cain. He was a forger of all instruments of bronze and iron. The sister of Tubal Cain was Nama. Now, what we see in here is industry. We see industry, we see entertainment. They've got uh, lyres and pipes, and they have. Uh, tents. They're living in tents now. They have livestock. Um, they have bronze and iron instruments of bronze and iron. They're making industry. And these are this is the line of Cain. And we know in the Bible that the line of Cain was those who were carrying the curse of Cain. And in the end, the flood uh, swept them away. Although obviously some of their uh, descendants were represented in the ark. But the the line of Cain was industrious. You have this industry that comes from uh, being made in the image of God. And it's not only Christian people who are made in the image of God. Uh, To appreciate what D. James Kennedy was saying, please read at least the first chapter of the book I recommended last time, which is, What If Jesus Had Never Been Born?, so the the development of of the world through the spread of Christianity did indeed make changes in cultures, and it might be seen as some sort of a, a imperialism or some sort of offense a, a against the cultures. I studied culture anthropology in college, and one of the things that they always said was a bad thing was when civilization came to the primitive cultures. However, along with civilization, we see uh, cannibalism wiped out and we see uh, tribal wars over small infractions. We see those are, are ended. And there are a lot of bad things that come with civilization But there are more good things that come uh, with civilization. Yes, I realize that this could be up for debate. But I would say that if Jesus said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation, and baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them all I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always to the very end of the age, if he has commanded us to go, it's not some sort of a manifest destiny as much as it's a, an obedience to the desire of God, the purple plan of God, that the, the knowledge of the Lord would spread to the ends of the earth. And even another verse says, uh, the gospel of the kingdom will spread to the ends of the earth, and then the ends will come. So there's an eschatological uh, result again in the days to come, Jacob tell, shall take root, Israel shall blossom and put forth shoots and fill the whole world with fruit. And this we see in the book of Daniel. You remember the dream that Nebuchadnezzar saw you saw, O king, and behold, a great image. This image, mighty and of exceeding brightness, stood before you, and its appearance was frightening. And he describes the image and then. It says, as you looked, this, a stone was cut out by no human hand and it struck the image on its feet of iron and clay and broke them in pieces. Then the iron and clay, the bronze, the silver, the gold, all together were broken in pieces and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors. And the winds carried them away so that not a trace of them could be found. But the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. This was a dream. Now, we will tell the king its interpretation. And if you want to read all the details about the interpretation, please take a look at Daniel 2. I want to read this last part. Um, As you saw the iron mixed with soft clay, so they will mix with one another in marriage, but they will not hold together just as iron does not mix with clay. And we know from scripture, we know from later chapters in Daniel, we know from what Christ said uh, about the small seed, the mustard seed that grew, that the kingdom of God is this rock. Christ is the rock that has crushed the other kingdoms. And this is, uh, this is the interpretation that we understand from what Christ has taught Uh, that the rock shall break in pieces all these kingdoms and bring them to an end and it shall stand forever. We know this is the kingdom of God and the rock is Christ. So when I say that Christianity has spread, and as you'll see in the first chapter of D. James Kennedy's book, Jesus said, you will do greater things than these. When people were amazed at his miracles, when his disciples were amazed at his miracles, he said, you shall do greater things than these. This is the greater things, building hospitals, building schools, ending cannibalism, ending slavery, ending abortion, doing these great things that are counterculture and bringing the gospel of Christ, of peace to the world. Just like... The people in the Old Testament are seen to be innovative and Jesus says that even, even wicked people love those who love them. There is good of a sort in the hearts of people, you know, a desire to at least be kind and, and loving. It's part of our human nature to want to be kind to people who are kind to us. So Jesus said, do to others what you would have them do to you. Buddha says, whatever is disagreeable to yourself, do not do to others. Confucius says, do not do to others what you do not want them to do to you. The golden rule is is written in our hearts. Jesus changed it one bit. He made it very positive. Do to others what you want them to do to you. Not just don't do what you don't want, it says do what you do want. If you want them to be generous, then you be generous. There's a, there's a, one of them is more offensive and one of them is defensive. Don't do it. And related to this, a very interesting little tidbit of information. I read a book several years ago. Gil Braith is the author, uh, The Sabbath, and he. Found this is back before Google, he found a bunch of sources that show that the Sabbath has been celebrated by cultures pre-Christianity, pre-Christian cultures. Now, pre-Christian cultures means, in this case as well, it would be before even Judaism and the message of Judaism got to them. And in the cases that he cited, These are uh, cultures that were celebrating some sort of Sabbath, a holy day of rest once a week, of worship and rest once a week. And this was in, you know, remote areas of the world. And where would they have gotten that idea? And the evidence shows that this would have been from uh, Noah's Message right, Noah's people, as they spread out across the earth, brought with them this idea of a Sabbath. If you look at the story of Noah, the Noahic covenant is mentioned in Genesis 9. Then God said to Noah and to his sons, Behold, I establish my covenant with you and your offspring after you. With every living creature that is with you, the birds, the livestock, every beast of the earth that is with you, as many as came out of the ark, it is for every beast of the earth. I establish my covenant with you that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. And this is a sign of the covenant that I made between me and you and every living creature, that is with you for all future generations, I have set my bow in the clouds and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring the clouds over the earth and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. So the Noahic covenant is an unconditional covenant. There's no... Um, there 's no conditions if involved with mankind, so as Noah spread out into the world he um, he taught his children to walk with God, and they slowly fell away from that, but w- some of the remnants uh, of Noah's influence or of the impact of the flood was in the hearts of the people. This idea that passed on generation to generation, the idea of a Sabbath, a day of worship to God, the idea of um, the existence of God and requirements that's taught in conscience through um, parents training their children, through cultures training uh, the, you can even call it the social contract we have to be, um, to be good. The, the golden rule, be good to other people. That's the way we work. That's the way we, we rumble here. Be good to each other. So this is Noah's, part of Noah's heritage, right? And what's interesting is if you look at the history of the Chinese people, they have a character in their history that is very much like Noah. If you are interested in it, take a look at, um, it's called the Three Sovereigns or the Five Emperors. If you take a look at that, there's, there's a lot of Christian imagery in their um, their origin stories. So all this to say that, yes, there is a remnant of Noah's impact on the world, and we see that in the expectations that people um, have of each other and the the expectation for judgment, and yet christianity has impacted these cultures and given them a, a the freedom from the covenant of works they're introduced to the covenant of grace through christ so thank you david for your comment all right let's pray Heavenly Father, we ask that you would help us to share the gospel of the kingdom uh, with the ends of the earth. Use us in um, your purple plan that you started at the beginning to um, bring peace on earth and goodwill to men. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that's it for this episode of Grace and Mercy podcast with author Darlene Bojack. This has been episode 25 of season three, Living Grace. You can find show notes for this episode, including links to everything we talked about at graceandmercypodcast.com. Would you do me a favor and would you review this on your favorite podcast app, iTunes or Spotify? Review this so others hear what this is about. All right. See you next time.